0: It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday night. It is 8 o'clock. It is time for episode 257. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my friend, by my compatriot, by the man who can make the bad guys good for a weekend, Brian. Brian, how the hell are you today?
1: Oh, Ron, I'm feeling great. It is a, a special Tuesday night. Um, you know, I think we can, uh, you know, we, we don't need to pretend that this is Sunday evening. We don't do that. We don't lie to people. No, we are we straight up. We tell the truth. Um, we are, a, you know, we, we, we fact-checked others. We don't need that done to us. So here we are Tuesday night because... Um, you know, Mother's Day is 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 a special day, sacred, um, if you will. You know, I know that this is your. That um, Mother's Day is a difficult day for you and I. Um, from a personal perspective, um, neither of us are in a position anymore where we can pick up the phone and and wish our mothers a happy Mother's Day. We we say it quietly within our heads, but I think that in a in a in a true sign. Of um, of how gracious Ron and I are, um, we put our personal grief aside on Mother's Day, and we make it about all mothers—single um, mothers, married mothers, um, mothers of uh, uh, furry uh, uh, children, fur babies. Oh, okay. They're still mothers. they they are mothers. We, we, we respect those who identify as mothers. Um, And we, you know, we, we, we look at the calendar at the beginning of the year. And this, this, this past Sunday leapt off the pages as we looked at ourselves and said, there's no way that that we would be honoring all women by performing our award-winning, um, podcast on Mother's Day. So, um, Ron, if I'm not correct, I said to you, um, okay, well, I guess we'll just have to do it on Monday, you know, the day after. And you cut me off instantly. You said, no, 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 no. We believe that all women are are, are, are such amazing Wonderful beings on this planet We need to give them another day
0: One day wasn't enough, Brian No Just wasn't enough Nope Hands down Well, now it is Tuesday It is time to get into the show And as always, we start off
1: Drink of the week Nostrovia Salud Drink of the week
0: Drink of, drink of the week,
1: drink of the week, drink of the week Ryan, the week. what are you drinking this week? Oh, oh I went deep I oh. went deep And I found me a harp lager Nice You know, a lot of people sit there and say that this is a fine Irish beer The, the only true place one may obtain a true harp lager Is is within the rolling fields of Ireland Sure Okay, we'll go with that. Um, I, on the other hand, found this in my local Costco a couple weeks ago. Um, It's a Euro Pale Lager. This golden amber colored lager offers slightly sweet malt aromas with some floral hop scents. It's medium-bodied with a creamy mouthfeel, a good anytime lager, coming in at 4.5 ABV with 21 IBUs. Beer Advocate gave it a score of 75, but we're giving it a score of Ron and Brian, here I am about to enjoy a very special Brian, glass. What's, which, what's that on your glass right there? Is that a Ron and Brian podcast pint, pint glass? glass? Wait, what?
0: Hold on. Does that mean I have one here also? Oh, it's a little oh. tough to see on my side. But yes, it is a glass etched Ron and Brian uh, drink of the week <gasps> glass. Um, we will be uh, our initial run of 50,000 sold out very quickly uh yes. so we will be doing another order shortly so keep your eyes on our our web store but brian mm-hmm. more importantly how is yeah. that beer
1: delicious i've had i believe you know if uh, feel free to fact check me on this matt okay um but i believe you're not why would you say okay uh, um he's
0: here with me I, he nodded
1: oh okay um he's he's no longer in rehab
0: uh he's he's here working hard tonight so we'll see we'll see how well he does
1: You know what? Let's try and get him on the show um, uh, a little bit later. Not now. Let's see if we can get him on the show because I believe I'd love to. I have some questions for him. Um, Episode 247, I believe I enjoyed myself a harp lager. But uh, I brought it back this week. Um, Just delicious. Nice. Very good. Very good. Nice. Ron. Yes. Ron. Yes, my friend. What are you
0: drinking? So, Brian, what's better than supporting a local company, Brian.
1: It, I have a uh, supporting a local woman-owned or minority-owned brewery.
0: I mean, also good. I was going to say supporting two local companies, Brian, which is what I am doing this week with this collaboration between the Chamonix Creek Brewing and Rita's Water Ice. That's right. It is the first beer in the Rita Fruit Brews uh, line that Neshaminy Creek is putting out. This is their blonde ale with mango. Actually, came out about a month ago. This is the first time I've had an act- actual opportunity to find it in stock anywhere. It is a uh, it's a five percent blonde ale. Um, again, look at that it's a little little hazy. It's mm-hmm. uh, definitely getting the scent of mango. So let's see how this is. It's not bad. I'm not, you know what it is? I'm not a huge mango guy. No. But I could definitely see on like a hot day, um, Mm -hmm. this would be very tasty. And especially if you're, if you're a fan of mango, I could definitely see you liking that also.
1: Is it true that your wife likes mango? Because I heard that she likes to say, man, go make me a sandwich.
0: I mean, she says, man, go make me dinner every single night. So you're not, you're not far off there.
1: And she deserves it because she is a queen and one of the mothers that we celebrate, not just on Mother's Day this year, but every day this year.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Up next, it's our Beef of the Week.
1: Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week.
0: Brian, what's bothering you this week? I have two. All right.
1: First, uh, I went away for the weekend, coincidentally, mm-hmm. because I knew that we couldn't do the show on Sunday. Right. So I booked a trip. Um, I w- went down to the Bahamas, lovely Paradise Island, um, right off of uh, uh, Nassau. Nassau? Nassau? Na- NASA.
0: Nassau. Nassau. Yeah, no, Nassau. NASA.
1: Right outside of Nassau. Um, first off, Uh, People who use FaceTime or other video conferencing software while in public. It's annoying. Without headphones. Ooh, even more annoying. The number of people, and I'm not going to lie here, they were all women because we support women here. Okay. The number of women that would sit by the pool and video chat with friends, family, um, whatnot, um, was, uh, wild to me. The number of times that I would, would hear somebody talking and then immediately follow. Yeah, that's right, girl. You know, that's what we're talking. Oh, it's so lovely. Literally full on conversation by the pool. Um, you would think the pool would be a place you go to relax. No, rest, not these people. Disconnect a little bit. The people I'm referring to, people who who video chat in public, went down to the pool to have full blown conversations. Mm, that's no good. But this is not my my only um, beef of the week because there's another person, and this is an individual woman that I'm about to talk. Because once again, we support women here. Okay, <laughs> okay. So if my I made sure my beefs of the week are all women this week because I support women. Um, I was uh, uh one of the days, I believe it was Sunday morning, I was sitting by the pool. A woman and what I ap- what appeared to be her daughter sat in the two seats to my left. Okay. Um and uh laid down southern accent. A couple of y'alls were mixed in and whatnot, but it was definitely a southern accent. Um, the daughter started complaining about having to have um uh, uh taken her shoes off at the airport said, I don't know why we have to take our shoes off at the airport, at which point I was confronted with something that, that I'm going to say I almost started a fight with. <laughs> okay. Okay. The answer, the response that this, I would say this woman was in her 40s. She was not a, uh, a particularly old woman. She wasn't in her 80s. And I could say was confused by history. Um, she was not a particularly young woman who may have missed the 2000s. Okay. Um, but she she was old enough. Um, daughter starts complaining about having to take her shoes off at the airport, and the woman responds to her, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but everything I'm about to say was part of her answer. Well, that's because somebody from either Detroit or Chicago wanted free housing and free health care so they got on a plane with some knives in their shoes and now we have to take off our shoes to get on a flight
0: well i need i need to let that that amount of stupid just really sink in for a second
1: and you know me you know me Uh, in public i love eavesdropping i love people watching and
0: you love yourself a good conspiracy theory
1: do but I believe that um, this woman was referring to um, Richard Reed who was right. known as the shoe, bomber, the shoe bomber correct who was a I believe a man coming from Pakistan who had um, filled his sneakers with explosives that um, filled his 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 shoes with explosives right. and tried to set them on fire using a lighter Um relatively I would say within 18 months of 911
0: yeah easily easily within that time frame
1: um uh, first off this comment must you take off shoes any reference to Donnie Brasco that you can work in in the first 13 minutes of the show kudos to you um William Esquire uh, I I sat there and and she went re- she she repeated it in different variations of how people just want free health care and, and you know they don't want to have to work for you know for for you know for a roof over their head and I, I was just like lady, it's Richard Reed. He was a terrorist. <laughs> he was from overseas. He tried to blow up an airplane. And and I just so debated whether I should say something or not. And I was just like, my lady is to my right. I don't <laughs> need to get into a fight. I don't know that I have the ability to communicate this thought that I'm having without being overly insulting. Yeah, uh, I,
0: I, I think you would have been overly insulting. Would be my guess. I, my mouth shut.
1: I just kept my mouth shut and I, I, I let the moment pass, but I was so amazingly irritated in that moment by the um, uh, by the lack of knowledge or um, uh, the pa- in all honesty, it was the passing down of stupidity and lies to the next generation of Americans who are not being properly educated. She's from the South, we know Southern education is some of the lowest, um, uh, 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 you know, in the country. And I, I really wanted to educate these people. And I just said, don't do it, Brian. Don't pick a fight because you're going to say, are you fucking stupid? And I knew I was gonna start with that line, but I. But this was Mother's Day week. Right, And I, you and weren't we gonna lead with that. We lift and support women, so I kept it to myself.
0: All right, fair enough. I- Listen. That this is how this is why no one should be shocked in the amount of uh, misinformation that's out there. Because how long ago was that? How long ago has someone had the ability to learn the actual facts about what happened? Uh, sure. Twenty, 20 years.
1: Do you think Matt could look it up?
0: Um, I, you know, I'll I'll, I'll talk to him uh, during the break. And here uh,
1: we go. I Matt just texted me December twenty second two thousand and one. Literally three months after 9 11, uh, Richard Reed boarded a American Airlines flight 63 from Paris to Miami. Ah, oh, Miami. They should have just let the plane blow up. God damn it. During the flight, he tried to detonate his shoes, but he struggled to light the fuse. Crew members and passengers noticed, restrained him. The uh, plane diverted to Logan International Airport in Boston, which, for those that remember, Flight uh, 91 or Flight 11. Uh, with Muhammad Atta, was came out of Logan, ironically. Um, so he uh, he's got a life uh, sentence in prison. I believe he's at Supermax in Colorado. Ron, I believe you are correct in that. Yes, sir. What's bothering you? Um, so I have two also.
0: I'll tell the long one first and then we can sure. finish with the short one because I feel it'll 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 be a, a, a point of contention that you can relate to. But my uh, my first beef of the week uh, involves my uh, my experience at Disneyland last week, and uh, and Matt's walking out of the room. He, I've been going on about this all day. He doesn't want to hear it anymore. I can imagine. Um, So last week, um, as some of you know, I was out in Anaheim for a work conference. And on Wednesday night, um, they had a a social event for the attendees, which was billed as like this night at Disneyland, which initially gave us the impression that like they had rented the park uh, to us. And then again, this is going to come across, you know, this is very first world problem. Privilege type stuff. But anyway, just first roll with me here. So they made it seem like they had rented Disneyland for us and that we would just have free run of the park, which is like, all right, this is fantastic. You know, you're not going to have to wait in line, you know, food, drink, the whole nine yards. So then like some of the details start coming out during the week. It's like, well... Uh the events from 5 p.m to 1 a.m, uh, but guests can other guests can be in the park till 9 pm. So for the first four hours there's gonna be other people in there. And oh well, it's not really Disneyland. The tickets are for Disney California Adventure, which is like if you if you haven't been to Disneyland in California, you've got like this middle section that's downtown Disney, which is like shops, restaurants, you don't need a ticket to go there. And then on one side it's Disneyland, on the other side is this Disneyland California Adventure, which is the smaller park. Our tickets only got us into Disney California Adventure. Really? Yes. And then to so, find out, so your we-
1: beef of the week is that you, uh, you
0: didn't. Oh, I'm me. not done yet. I'm not done oh. yet. I'm still going up. So we have the ticket to go in there, and then sure. they give us a $25 uh, food card. So it's not like we have. F- food specifically set up anywhere in the park, you just basically get like a Disney food card and you can go to like a, a food truck or a, a restaurant in there. Alcohol not included, which poor form, personally sure, speaking.
1: Sure, sure, sure,
0: So we actually went to, they had a Ballast Point Brewing in uh, downtown Disney. So we went there first, <laughs> pre-game there a little bit, went into the park. First ride we come across is Guardians of the Galaxy. And people are like, oh, let's go on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It's like a 50 minute wait in line, which then, because the ride actually broke down, uh, became like an hour and 20 minute wait. So we get on it and all it is, is they took the old Tower of Terror ride and just rethemed it as Guardians of the Galaxy. When I tell you that ride was maybe two minutes long after waiting almost an hour and a half. So we get off the ride.
1: Your yeah. wife had the similar complaint most recently. She said <laughs> she waited she waited for, for an hour and 50 minutes, and then it was a two-minute ride. Understood, understood. Um, Keep going. So then we get out, and we're like, all right,
0: well, let's go get something to eat. So we're walking by. There's like a, a shawarma cart. Perfect. Love some chicken shawarma. Oh, mm-hmm. we're out of food. Beg your pardon? Out of food at Disney. Go to another place. Oh, no, we're out of food. So like half the places we went to were out of food, which meant that the places that did have food, when you got up there, it was like an hour wait to get food. Okay. So I was wait, like... So did
1: you say an hour wait to get food? To get
0: food, correct. Because the lines were so long at the places that actually had food available. Okay. And then people would just... But people, Oh, well, let's go on a roller coaster. I, I don't do roller coasters, whether there's a five-minute line, 50-minute line. At this point, I'm just, I'm just aggravated. And I'm like, you know right. what? You all have a good evening. Um, I'm going to go home. So I went... Grabbed a Wetzel's pretzel, which was the best part of my evening. You flew um,
1: all the way to California so you could eat another pretzel,
0: <laughs> and uh, and called it a night. But it was uh, it was not enjoyable. I can't imagine and again this was this was a Wednesday night off peak season and the park was filled to capacity. Thank God the pandemic's over, Brian. But what was what was even more amazing is I had gone back into downtown Disney to get my pretzel. I'm walking out to get my Uber, and now it's like 10 after nine where they're kicking everybody out that isn't part of the of the of the conference. So all I see is a wave of humanity exiting California adventure, going across mm-hmm. the plaza into Disneyland. It was amazing. I've never seen... It was like the Trail of Tears, Brian. It was very, yes. very similar. Um, so, yeah. So, that was my my Disneyland experience. My other smaller beef just happened earlier this evening. And I will ask you this another question. Compl-
1: another comment that your wife has made about your smaller beef.
0: <laughs> I will ask you this question, Brian. Sure. Is there anything... Or I should say, are there are there many things less disappointing in life than getting an undercooked
1: pizza? Ooh, I see. I think you you're 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 hitting something here. Yeah. Because would I I would rather have an overcooked pizza than an exactly. under. There exactly. is absolutely. You know what it is. Also, it's a sense of 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 lost potential. Right. Like there, was still a, there was still the possibility that this could be turned into a good pizza if it were left to cook. But an overcooked pizza is like, OK, we missed the opportunity here. Right.
0: Like I op- we ordered a pizza tonight. Half pepperoni, half cheese. I like myself my uh, my pizza,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, my pepperoni, I should say. Open it up. And the 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 cheese is basically just soup because it didn't cook enough to set, and it mixed with the oil. And in transportation, oh. all of my pepperoni slid to, like, the edge of the pie. Like, that's how loose oh. it
1: was.
0: And it wasn't even cut properly. But And that's the thing. They had to see how poorly this was baked the moment they tried to cut it.
1: You didn't take a picture?
0: I didn't take a picture. I was just, okay. like, that's I was fine. so that's aggravated. Fine. But I know your respect for pizza is very similar to my respect yeah. for pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I would think this would be something that you would – uh you would uh, you would have problems with
1: a a, um, a disappointing pizza is something that I believe we you know we've all experienced in different times different ways um, and I think it's important that we I think it's it's important that we first acknowledge a good pizza right and I know that I know that there are certain that a lot of what makes a good pizza is subjective Some things you may like, I may not like, and, and, and those things, you know, Matt may not like, right. But the, but the, the one thing that we can all agree upon is that an undercooked pizza is just, um, a, a wasted, it is a wasted opportunity for a good dining experience. Um, and I also think that you, um, you know, is this a place that you have gone to before and that have done pizzas properly? This, this
0: is this is our regular spot. What's even more frustrating is they've got like you know this uh, this rewards program. Um, mm-hmm. This was our free pizza that we had earned after you know uh, however many. Um, and I always and that always annoys me too because I overtip when I get the free sure. pizza. Like I throw an of extra course, couple yeah. of dollars because I just feel like. You know, if, if I'm getting a free pie, you know, uh, I'm going to take care of the driver. Sure, sure. But that's it. That's Ron, are you office.
1: distracted? I feel like you're distracted. Sorry, Ron.
0: my computer with all the notes started to do something crazy. So I had to I had to shut, shut that shit down. Mm-hmm. Did you at least call them a complaint? I did not because the reason I use this is because I can place an order online. So I do not have to deal with people. When I... In, my main job and are you ordering
1: from domino's you no, it's not from bitch. domino's it's just from our local pizza
0: place they've got like a little online store um and i just i just don't want to put them
1: on speaker and give them a call right now to complain? <laughs> they would i don't even want
0: to i don't even want to do that because all right it's it's it, they're normally good yeah they had a bad night just aggravating just very yes. aggravating
1: yes what was your best dining your best pizza experience my best pizza
0: experience i mean we had a place near the old house called the vault which was a brew pub and they had like a big wood fire was that
1: an S&M <laughs> club down in uh, lower manhattan back and they, had
0: big, they had a big big wood fired oven and they used to do mm-hmm. they do pizzas there that are, are are pretty stellar they had they had a margarita pizza that i say, i'd say number 1 nothing nothing else compares
1: Nothing. Number one, nothing else compares. My best pizza experience was the day of Hurricane Sandy. Really, because I was living in Midwood, Brooklyn, home of the famed DeFara's Pizza, which was um, it was high up on every hipster's list. And this was when they were still hipsters, before they were referred to as millennials or or Gen Zs. but I moved to the uh, I moved to that neighborhood, and everybody was like, "Oh, you got to go to DeForest. you got to go to DeForest. And the first time I went, I remember I waited online over an hour for a pizza, uh, and it was one of those things where you um, you you know you you've you've sunk enough time in that you right. can't just walk away. Well, exactly. So at the 20 minute mark, not realizing I had another hour, I sat there and was just like, I can't leave now. I, I've got to stay online. I waited over an hour for a pizza. That was such a thin crust that by the time I brought it home, two blocks away had already cooled off. Mm-hmm. Outraged. Um, and I bashed it. Everybody was just like, no, 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 no. You got to eat it hot. You got to eat it there. Like when you get the pie, you step outside and you immediately start eating it. Um, and it was, you know, one of these, uh, it was it was an old uh, uh, pizza maker. Uh, his name was Frank, I believe. I don't know if he was Frank Tafara. I don't think it was. They're all named um, Frank. But he had been making pizzas for like 30 years. Just to show you how good the place was, it was getting shut down by the Department of Health, I would say, at least three, four times a year. And all that did was cement um, in <laughs> the, the reputation. collective, exactly in the collect, it was like, there were just like rat droppings were found in the kitchen and people were like, we don't care. It's <laughs> that good. Um, so, um, so what happened was, uh, getting back to my best pizza experience. And this was a singular, uh, event was that on the day of hurricane Sandy, um, I was home. I was not planning on leaving the house. I remember, uh, early, at some point early on, oh, really? Janelle disagrees with me shocked absolutely shocked on that one mm. Mm. um come on Chanel, it's a good pizza anyway so to make so so historically hour-long wait i wouldn't go there i was like fuck that place it's not that good fuck it so i waited online uh, excuse me, I didn't wait on the line. Uh, so I would refuse to wait on the line. I would just right. walk by it. I would get. I, I just. I would leave the neighborhood to get pizza. I would eat it there. Come back to my neighborhood. So to make a long story short, on the night of Hurricane Sandy, I remember probably around. Uh, six o'clock, my sister calling me, uh, you know, very uh, concerned. She had been watching news reports. She's like, you know, are you stocked up on food? I was like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, (laughs) I was like, hurricanes don't come to New York city. This is lunacy. This is just complete paranoia. And she finally um, broke me down when she, when she, she started, she's like, you got to have some bottled water. What happens if you like their water supply goes bad? I'm like, you're insane. She, Finally, I was like, you know what? I will go. I will get myself a case of water. So uh, about six o'clock, I left the house. I walked a block to the local CVS. And as I was walking, every place is shut down. DeFaro's was open. So I walked by. I noticed there was nobody inside except for the uh, the, the, the guy that was making the pizzas and his uh, assistant, I believe it was his kid. I popped my head and I was like, you guys open? They were like, yeah. I was like, can I get a pie? And they were like, sure. And I was just like, okay, well, how long is that going to be? They were like, we're going to make it now. Like literally it was nobody right. there. I paid, I think it was about $30 for a pie. That's just, you know, that was like pre-inflation. We're talking, what, what was Hurricane Sandy? 1952, I believe. About
0: that, 53. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I, I got my case of water. I came back um, and that was it. It was Dom, Dom from DeFara. That's right. I, They're all
0: named
1: Don. Don. Anyway, so uh, so I sat there with my whole entire pizza, my case of water. I don't know what I drank, but I didn't crack open the case. I sat there by myself and ate the entire fucking pie.
0: Nice. By the
1: second half of the pie, I stopped eating the crust. I just <laughs> ate like 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 the, the guts of the pie, and I just left the, the pieces of crust. That I, ate. I ate that entire pie all by myself. And I'm going to tell you something. That was a really good pie. I'm not gonna lie, it was just eating it right out of the oven. Well, clearly, um,
0: that was the the advice you were given was the correct advice,
1: and it was solid. That was a very good pie, um, and uh, wasn't it wasn't a worth an hour long wait for a pie? Sure. But it was it was worth the thirty dollars when it's fresh out of the oven. Um, that was my best pizza experience.
0: All right, very good. Um, well, we've killed half the episode just talking about pizza. This is clearly going to be. Uh, We're just getting stellar, warmed up. We're just episode. getting warmed up. Um, so uh we wanna let's get into our stories of the week, Brian, before before Ooh. this show gets away from us. Uh we have shows that just kind of jump out at us. We we pin them, we put them up in the parking lot, and we make sure that we talk
1: about them. Brian, what is your story? I week? would like you to start really and then because I'm gonna come in with my feel good story of the month. You know, <laughs> I like you know, I don't know whether you realize this, but I do a thing. Um, where once a month I do a story that's just going to make us all feel great about humanity. Right. Um, and uh, and I would like to save that while you go first.
0: Understood. Well, but
1: I'm going to go get me a beer while you tell your story. All right.
0: You're, you're going to understand just from the title why I made this uh, the story of the week. Uh, the title of the story is, this is why you should never wear a metal butt plug in an MRI machine And it is a story uh, about uh, some photos that were posted on Twitter. One being a a text message of someone to a friend saying that uh, a friend of theirs, that's an attorney, has picked up a client who is suing a sex toy company. Said client purchased a butt plug that was advertised as, quote, 100% silicone. Uh, Client wears a butt plug to MRI appointment. Much to Ooh. client's dismay, butt plug in fact has a metallic core. Uh, butt plug is accelerated at the speed of sound up into client's chest cavity, described in memo as an "quote anal railgun. Uh, client survived with major injuries, and then there is a, a photo that goes along uh, with it um, that we'll pull up on the on the screen right oh. here. now. Oh. The challenge to this story so far is that um, the the media outlets that have run with it have yet to be able to check the validity, the veracity of it. Um, But there is a uh, there is a posting on the U.S. Food and Drug Administration website from back in April of this year. This this came out just uh, a couple weeks back, this story. But back in April, there is a posting on the FDA website, uh, an adverse event report about a uh, and a woman getting uh, someone getting injured due to a butt plug in a uh, in an MRI machine. So it is very possible that this story could be factual.
1: If that story, first off, if this, what I would like to, if somebody could explain to me is, am I looking down on somebody on their back or on their side? Um, That is a good question. I don't recognize the human body right now (laughs) in its state. Like what is... Um, this isn't an X-ray because there are no bones in this well, this shape. Is from the shape. Look...
0: This is from the MRI. So this so uh, allegedly, soft allegedly, there. this is we're talking soft tissue. This so is allegedly from the see,
1: MRI. You should see intestines. You should see um, uh, muscles of some type. I, I, it literally looks like it's, it's an empty area in there.
0: This again, this is this is why, you know, we have not really, unfortunately, been able to check the validity of it. But I, I not that I want people to get hurt, but I so want this story to be true.
1: Because why would you wear a butt plug to an MRI. That, that is the exact question
0: that uh, has has puzzled me since I've seen this is regardless of whether you think your butt plug is 100 percent silicone or not, you would have to imagine that they're going to see that you have something in your rectum regardless.
1: See, I make sure that all my butt plugs are completely 100% metal because the thing for me is that if if the flared base isn't flared enough and it gets suctioned up inside of my rectum into my lower colon, I want to be able to take the high-powered uh, magnet and attach that to my taint, my titanium taint, by the way, and have the butt plug get yanked uh, sucked outwards. So we're, we're no, getting so-
0: some, we're getting some breakdown here from, from Joe. She's saying the liver is the liver, the white triangle on the left side, I guess she's saying. And then the bladder is the whitish ball on the bottom, I guess, kind of right there. Um, so this would be, Ooh. I'm assuming this would be the rectum and then just kind of, cause this has a very intestine like look to it almost.
1: Yeah. We can't see your cursor, Ron. So if you're trying Fine. to. Yeah. So this could be legit from a medical professional.
0: It's very possible. It is very possible. So, wow. moral of the story.
1: I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if. It, I wonder who whose um, MRI this could be. Oh, Janelle thinks that it's Dom, oh, a uh, friend wow. of the show. Wow, Janelle with the. With, ooh, that's, that's very harsh.
0: No, you, um, does she really think that? Who, who do you think it is, Janelle? Oh, now she's saying and she's laughing about it. She's saying it's Joe and she's laughing about it. Well, uh, again, very hurtful. I would I would like for this story to be true. And we will keep following up on this until we can find out if it's true or not.
1: And if we are talking about stories that are true, I would like to take us to Texas, um, particularly Plainview Independent School uh, District in um, in Texas, uh, particularly Plainview South Elementary School. So we are going to a elementary school in Texas. Um, there was an incident earlier this week. Oh, there we go. That's the outside of the school. Um, and one of the things that I, you know, we we have spent so many weeks in this country fighting is, um, you know, drag queens that are endangering our children. Um, that one of the things we need to do to keep our kids safe is to protect, protect them from drag queens, to protect them from... From, from men that are dressing up as women to read stories to them, because this is the most dangerous thing that could happen to a child at school. Well, here I am with my quote-unquote uplifting story of the month to let you know that dry queens are not actually the most threatening thing that can happen to you in school. What no, it's other children and school teachers not paying attention. Because um, in on April 19th at Plainview South Elementary School, a first grader, um, the parents of the of an uh, of a first grader said that their daughter was forced to perform a sex act on another student in the classroom wow. as other students looked on while one student recorded the horrifying assault on a school issued iPad. Word quickly spread amongst parents through social media that this event had taken place, that um, other students who had not been in the room at the time had been shown the video on the iPad. It took over a week before the school acknowledged um, that there had been an, an assault on a child. Um uh, uh and and i think the you know what 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 has allegedly happened and what you know will be left up to a, a, a court to get involved in um the young girl told her family that a boy had exposed himself to her while in the lunch line at school she later mentioned um that a week before that incident she was pulled under a desk and forced to perform a sex act on a male student um it was recorded by a third student on an ipad and apparently the video was showed Um, uh, the young girl doing her best to fight off her attacker from underneath the desk. She was hitting him with a poetry book, um, screaming, let me go, let me go, um, until uh, uh, finally uh, uh, succumbing to the attack. Um, People, um, your children in Texas are not going to be safe um, uh, in school. What we need to do is stop children going to school. That is going to be um, Governor Greg Abbott's response to this. Um, The story makes us all disgusted because somehow this is absolutely not getting any traction on the um, uh, conservative media. What they do want to talk about are drag queens who are more concerned with child literacy and reading to them books than anything else while um, being accused of grooming. Meanwhile, children are being assaulted by other children and the right will do nothing.
0: So your solution is to just tell kids not to go to school.
1: My solution is to keep school safe. Okay.
0: I mean, it's not a, it's not a crazy suggestion you have there.
1: Mm. Also, my next solution is that we should pay teachers more. Um, it is, a, it, to me, it is criminal that teachers are regularly going out of their own pockets um, uh, uh, to buy, uh, to pay for school supplies for their classrooms, um, uh, especially considering the low salaries that they are paid um, while uh, Republican-led state legislatures are slashing education budgets all throughout this country. um, And somehow we are um, expected to continue the lie that um, this country is number one.
0: Listen, it reminds me of the story of that teacher from Detroit, um, who loaded up their shoes with knives and got onto a plane. And uh, that's why we have to take our shoes off when we uh, when we fly places now.
1: All right. All right. You son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> Brian, can we have an actual feel good story? Can I can we have one? I don't have any. All right. But I,
1: I don't think I think the last feel good story I put up on, on the Google Doc was, was probably a year ago. So, uh, you're familiar with
0: the uh, Netflix show Unsolved Mysteries? They brought the show back from uh, the 90s, and they've had a couple seasons of it on Netflix now.
1: I want to say Richard Crenoir. What was the guy's name? Uh, Robert Stack.
0: Not even close, Brian. Well done. <laughs> Robert Stack hosted the initial show, but they okay, uh, okay. they brought it back. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think it just finished up its second season in 2022. Well, okay. Brian, a missing Illinois girl whose abduction was featured on season two of that show was found alive and safe in North Carolina. Uh, after a stranger recognized her. Let's get a a photo up here of the uh, girl and her mother. Uh, On the right there, that is Kayla Umbahan. She was nine years old when her mother, Heather, abducted her Ah, uh, back in July of twenty seventeen., no um, they were missing for six years. Um, neither Kayla nor her mother, Heather, have been located until May thirteenth when an employee at a Plato's closet in Asheville, North Carolina recognized the pair from the Unsolved Mysteries episode and uh, alerted uh, alerted local authorities. Um, the mom, Heather, has been arrested, is being held on $225,000 bond. Kayla, now 15, is in the custody of North Carolina Department of Social Services and is awaiting to be re, uh, rejoined with her father, who has full custody, Ryan Iskirka. So bad story that she was abducted, but of course. feel good that after six years, I mean, that's crazy.
1: I I, listen, I think, um, you know, as much as you and I absolutely dwell on what's wrong with the world every now and then, it's nice to see um, that there was um, that there that there is a story that turns out well. I mean, especially, um, you know, uh, so many times, you know, a child goes missing. And um, as much as you pray, if you are the praying type um, to a higher power, um, as much as you pray that the, that, that there is some good uh, news at the end of the story, so often um, children are never found or they're found dead or, or you know, um, killers are uh, are suspected but never proven. Um, it's it's you know, it's nice that this child will uh, will be able to live their lives, um, hopefully um, as untraumatized as possible. Hopefully so. Uh- I wonder I wonder how this child would you know, how do you think what's this kid's name? uh kayla do you think kayla would bitch right now if a pizza came to her that was undercooked <laughs> do i don't think, think so i you think, you think that would she, not
0: be the worst part of her day
1: do you think that if she was with her father right now which i hope to believe she is that she is uh you um, know uh, based on her hair and the way her mother looks i'm going to guess going out on a limb here she's from the south possibly right, right? possibly from the south they ordered uh, her and her father ordered a pizza. He was like, Baby girl, what kind of pizza would you like? Well, he's sipping not a Bud Light because he's not drinking Bud Light anymore. No. He's drinking himself a Coors Light because he's not aware of um, the Coors uh, um, support. Supporting of, the LGBT of Denver kids. Pride? Sure, sure, sure. Um, but uh, he's ordering her pizza and she's like, Oh, daddy, daddy. When I, was, when I was held hostage by mommy, all I wanted was a half pepperoni pizza. Can we get a half pepperoni pizza tonight? And He was like, damn right, baby girl, you're going to get yourself half pepperoni pizza tonight. So you can decide you're going to have a cheese slice. Then you're going to have a pepperoni slice. And then you know what, baby girl, you've earned it. You've had a rough go. You can have yourself a third slice. And that could be either a pepperoni slice or a cheese slice, whichever you want. You can have anything you want, baby girl, because I love you. And you're safe tonight. And then, bing bong. Matt, uh, make a mental note. Uh, uh, get a doorbell sound effect for future episodes. Uh, bing bong. Door goes off. She's like, "Daddy, daddy, it's not our pizza. It's not our pizza." Yes, baby girl. You go, go. You go have a seat at the table. Daddy's gonna bring you the pie. Then suddenly he takes the pep. He takes the pizza from the delivery man. Pays him with his EBT card. Um, walks back over to the table because everybody in the South is on welfare. And this is when Jojo accuses me of being sloppy, but I'm not, I'm just in a good mood. Um, so then he brings over the pizza box and it's from uh, Jar Jar Binks Pizza. I don't know, it's the first thing that came to mind. And he opens up that pizza and it's a soggy fucking mess. It's not even brown, it's a light tan. And all the cheese has just pooled into a mush and slid onto one side. And the pepperoni, it's all covered on two slices of the pie. It's not even spread out across the four. It's just angled down to one. And little Kayla looks up at her daddy and she goes, well, at least I'm not being kidnapped by mommy. Um, Can you put this in the oven? And he's like, damn, baby girl, we don't have an oven. We heat things up on the radiator.
0: So this reminds me of, uh, remember when, uh, the delivery guy loaded up his shoe with uh, pizza cutters, and uh, that's why we have to take our shoes off when we get on planes now. Uh, were you thinking I was going to stop you at some point <laughs> during, during whatever it was you just
1: did? By the way, people, we are 45 minutes into this episode. I've not had dinner. I had a very big lunch. Very big lunch. I had um, salad, I had calamari, I had pizza, and then I had a, a, a bowl of uh, a spicy rigatoni. Wow. Uh, company paid lunch. Um, so my point being is that my stomach's on the empty side, I'm drinking, we're 45 minutes into it. We haven't even done After Dark, okay? <laughs> so for those people who are watching live and saying to themselves, wow, Brian seems somewhat out of pocket today, I wonder, you know, like how much more is Ron going to let him go? Oh, Ron will let him go more. Why? Because we have After Dark coming up in a little bit over 45 minutes. Ron, tell the people what After Dark is.
0: Well, that is uh, for our exclusive for our Patreon subscribers at the bronze level or higher. If you go to RonandBrianPodcast.com, sign up and it is exclusive Patreon content. Uh, We do about a half hour uh, after this show the final sunday of every month we do our pajama party it's a full one hour where we let uh, our uh, our patreon subscribers join us live on air so get on over there you can join us after dark
1: oh yeah
0: um Let's move on to the next story. And if this is actually a story within a story. The Washington Post had an article this week talking about how Trump media uh, took an $8 million loan from a uh, bank tied to a, mm-hmm. uh, a porn website um, and an unknown trust and that they may end up with uh, partial ownership of Truth Social. But mm-hmm. what what really jumped out at me in this article was uh, someone who had bought uh, a ton of this uh, this truth social stock. The gentleman's name is Tom Sass. He's a 40-year-old founder of a cloud computing startup uh, in Chicago uh, who says he twice voted for Trump for president. Um, back in October of 2021, uh, when Digital World's merger announcement sparked a stock market frenzy, uh, Sass bought nearly 1,200 shares at $70. So he's 84,000 into it at this point. Uh, Then while listening to investing YouTubers predict that the stock could go to 300, um, he felt a fear of missing out. He entered a market order to buy thousands more shares, expecting he would get them at $90. But the volatility of the stock led to a halt in trading. When the stock came back online, he said his order was unexpectedly filled, which means that he just didn't bother to cancel his order. Right, uh, But that order was filled at the stock's all-time high, $175 a share, mm-hmm. draining his entire account. All in all, he spent more than $516,000 in cash on Digital World shares, uh, which trade now at about
1: $13. They're still worth $13? They're
0: still worth $13. Seems like a good buy because YouTubers are saying it can go to 300
1: well, YouTubers said it could go to three hundred. This was a while ago. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, listen. I, 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 I think that it's easy to jump to conclusions and to bash this person. Okay. And to, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, uh, it, it's easy to ridicule them for stupidity, but I think you, you need to reconsider. Um, the mindset of the average investor back then. Um, You know, this was during the pandemic, peak pandemic, if you would. Right. Um, You know, there was so much um, um, excess money that the federal government was just printing. We were sending $600 a week to people so that they didn't have to go to work. You know, there was so much money flooding the investment uh, world um, that I can absolutely understand somebody being wrapped up in the hoopla of receiving stock advice, especially from somebody that they would consider a close friend who would never steer them wrong. Someone who would sit there at six cents a share and be like, what? (laughs) Stonks.
0: (laughs) And that's our stock talk for the week, Brian. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but, uh, moving along to our next story. Uh, Again, not, not a lot of feel-good stories, and, and this one uh, is, is right up that alley. Uh, now, you would think a innocent childhood game of hide-and-seek, Brian, should be a feel-good story. Sure. It should be uh, a situation where nothing goes wrong, except in Louisiana, uh, mm-hmm. where a man allegedly shot a 14-year-old girl in the back of the head as she played hide-and-seek. Uh, with a group of friends on his property, uh, telling police he opened fire after seeing shadows. Uh, This uh, gentleman, David Doyle, age 58, has been charged with aggravated battery, four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm, and the illegal discharge of a firearm.
1: Now, Brian, what is- This is America. This is America. What what is one of
0: the main uh, I guess rules you follow uh, when handling a gun?
1: Shoot first, ask questions yeah. later. You don't shoot at anything that
0: you're not one hundred percent certain of what it is. He's just shooting at shadows,
1: and he hits a kid in the head. What state did this happen? Louisiana. He may walk. He may walk. I could Very see possibly. him walking. Um, this I, I listen. Um, the alcohol is talking at this point. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, people. I'm not going to lie. Um, this, this, this country is an embarrassment when it comes to our gun laws. This, com- this country is an embarrassment with our bloodlust for um, uh, uh, the use of firearms. This, uh, you know, it, we have reached the point now where uh, we are, we are um, confronted with the heinous um, uh, result of such lax, um, gun control, um, especially compared to the rest of the civilized world, even the uncivilized world. Um, you know, you, you, you talk about countries that, that we as Americans like to scoff at, um, and they're safer. They are literally safer to walk down the street, um, or play hide and seek on your neighbor's property. Um,
0: well, and look at, I mean, even just in the in the week since we did this show, you know, we put these stories on and a week ago we put a story on there about the Texas mall shooting. And now that's already run through the cycle because now everybody True. is looking at the New Mexico shooting that happened yesterday. Um, of course. Where, uh, what? Three people over the age of 70 were killed by just some 18 year old walking around with 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 an automatic weapon. And everybody's right. like, well, you know, the police responded in five minutes, saved a lot of lives. You know what? Would have saved a lot of lives. A, not being able to put your hands on an automatic weapon sure, and B, sure. you know, mental health treatment in this country. It's like the yeah. the uh, the Democrat uh, political office where the people got attacked by a guy with a carrying a baseball bat. Right. This guy, this guy hand wrote a billion dollar lawsuit that people were like reading his mind and reading his mail. There's a guy who needs help. I mean, this guy. wait a second,
1: him? Not this guy. Right. Different Let me take this picture
0: down. I got, I got, I got, I got you confused there. Um, but for yeah, for the uh,
1: doesn't take much. <laughs> um, so a different guy was like, people are 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 reading my mail, so therefore I'm going to go commit an act of violence. So
0: yeah, this was in uh, where was it? I forget Virginia. Excuse me. So uh, this okay. was Representative Jerry Connolly's office. His staff Easy was mistake. attacked. Uh, by Zwan Cha Tran Fam, um, attacked a couple of staffers with a baseball bat. One of them, an intern, who it was her very first day in sure. the office.
1: Listen, that story does not fit the liberal media narrative because they, you know, they, they they wanted it to be a southern racist white guy from Louisiana. But not all crimes are committed by southern racist white males here. Here's a Vietnamese uh, 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 national um, committing crimes. And suddenly well, that story is not national news. Right. I mean, what do we need? Do we need Robert Stack to, to, to literally talk about this story for people to care
0: Uh, I think so. What about Richard Crenna? Because you were going to throw him in there (laughs) before as well.
1: Put it down, Rambo. Damn it. The war is
0: over. The war is over, over, Rambo. It's over when I say it's over.
1: Oh, that's Stallone. What range. What range he has. And at the same time, let's be brutally honest. First Blood is still an amazing movie. Without a doubt.
0: Without a doubt.
1: It may have aged a little bit. Don't get me wrong, but those scenes in the um, uh, uh, northwest—I don't—it wasn't a jungle. What What do you call it? The forest.
0: It was in. It was in like the the flyover states. he was somewhere in the mountains.
1: He was in. He was in um, uh, urban Portland. We 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 all know it. We recognized it. I mean, the hippies were there with their patchouli oil and their unshaved armpits. We, I mean, it was all you know. That's the next first blood movie. That's first blood six. <laughs> Rainbow takes
0: Portland. We went from we went from uh, gun control to praising first blood.
1: Oh, this is gonna be a fun after dark, people. <laughs> we got OnlyFans, we got porn stars to talk about. We got stuff that like I wouldn't want my mother to know I'm talking about. And uh, sorry, another Mother's
0: Day reference. Speaking of mothers, Brian, uh, next story is a Utah mother who wrote a uh, children's book about how to cope with grief after her husband's death last year. Uh, She is now accused with having poisoned him with a lethal dose of fentanyl after she served him uh, a Moscow mule, normally a tasty drink. You uh, love so, Moscow mules, I, you know. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So uh, this is Eric Richens and his wife Corey. Um, he uh, he died. More like uh,
1: Eric Dines.
0: He he died on March 4th of last year um, after uh, his wife had called 911 to report that she had found him unresponsive um, in their bedroom. Uh, she was arrested Monday on charges of aggravated murder and three counts of possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute. Uh, Mm -hmm. apparently before her husband's death, she asked an acquaintance for something strong, quote, some of the Michael Jackson stuff. Um, according to a court document, the acquaintance got dozens of fentanyl pills for her. Um, yeah. So she uh, she told investigators that the night before he died, they were celebrating because she had closed on a home for her business. She then made him a Moscow mule in the kitchen, took it to the bedroom. He drank it sitting in bed. Um, and then uh, he was she woke up at 3 a.m. He was cold to the touch.
1: Hold on. Uh, now This could be a hot take, Ron. Just warning you.
0: Just warning you. Some of these takes have been way too hot, so I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie. Just warning.
1: Okay. Now, when she said that she wanted the Michael Jackson stuff, now, it's easy to jump to the conclusion that she's looking for something that's going to knock her husband out in his sleep, such the point where he dies without ever waking up. but is it not also equally plausible that she's looking to supply him with a level of fentanyl that would cause him to be sexually excited by a naked underage child who he would request to get on all fours naked? and spread their butt cheeks open for his sexual gratification. I mean, we all watched that documentary on Michael Jackson. That was also Michael Jackson. I mean, it was also Michael Jackson's thing to write um uh, uh, multi-platinum singles. I mean, what's to say that she wasn't also trying to get him the fentanyl to put in his system? This gotta stop.
0: I'm- <laughs> I'm not quite sure why she would have benefited from any of those other scenarios that you just described.
1: I can't. I would love to continue. I would love to continue. But you cut me off. We know the rule. We know the rule is that when Ron plays uh, uh, Eric Clapton, Brian has to stop.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, Brian, uh, a new story just popped in and I feel we have to share it. Um, This is about a Polish businessman who has been arrested in Thailand after allegedly hacking his Ukrainian model girlfriend to death with a saw and then using Google Translate to ask for help disposing of her body. Um, Alona Savchenko had checked into a a condominium building in Bangkok's Bangko Lame District with her boyfriend, Jan Jersey Lagado Filippo. That's got to be a made up name. Um, sure. And so apparently, uh, apparently later that day, um, a taxi driver. Why don't? Why do I take these stories with these names? Taxi driver Surachai Sababang um, went to the uh, manager of the building and said that he had been hired by Lagoto Filipao uh, to dispose of the body.
1: Question: um, Do you think at any point the United Colors of Benetton heard this story and they were like? Listen, we got the Polish, we got the Ukrainian, we got Thailand. This is the story for our next advertising campaign.
0: Um, I mean, there's there's a lot going on there. I, I will give you that.
1: Do you think he was a paid agent of Russia?
0: Uh, I can't I can't qualify that. So this but this is what I'm gonna do, Brian, because this this is gonna blow your mind. So I'm listening. I'm gonna pull this, this person's photo up real quick. And I'm sure if you're listening, this is just fascinating to you right now. Well, this
1: hold on. This is all the more reason um, to let people know that if you are currently listening to the audio version of it, you are missing out by not watching the video on YouTube. Um, there is a video aspect. We do this show live on video. Um, it is on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Um, we appreciate everybody listening to the audio. But there is something lost. I, I'm, I'm sure that anybody in the group chat right now would be able, would, would acknowledge it, that there is something great to watch, uh, you know, the the, the visual cues um, that go on through the show, as well as watching this absolute demonic incels appearance. Um, this, so this man.
0: So hey. this is a photo. This is a photo of Jan Jersey Lagoda Philippow. So first off, Brian, would you like to guess how old this person is?
1: I'm going to say 24. Wow, very good 25. He Which... looks young with it. the thing is he's losing his hair, but the actual face there's very few wrinkles in. Um he has an ob- abnormally large head compared to the um size of his body. Yeah, um, he appears looks... to
0: skipped arm day. <laughs> Um, also, he was dating a model. He was lucky no, enough. Was a not. guy looking like this is dating a Ukrainian model. And, and what actor, was her name? Actor. Do we have her name? Uh, her name was Ola- Alana Sevchenko. That was the easiest name in the story.
1: Olana Sevchenko? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So apparently this guy, Jan Jersey, got a taxi driver, initially said he wanted to, he wanted the driver to take him to any casino. But while in the car, uh, Jan Jersey allegedly used the Google Translate function on his phone to ask the cabbie to help him chop up his girlfriend's body in exchange for forty four dollars. <sighs>
1: Forty four dollars.
0: I mean, that's probably. uh, Are you kidding me? It's probably a whole uh, dollar. You know, whatever the the dollar translation is. It's probably more money in Thailand than it would be in the U.S.
1: Ron, Ron, we need to get out of this country. Uh, You know, the cost of living in this. I mean, the very idea that you could hire a car for for hire um, to help dispose of a body for forty four dollars. But he didn't I help dispose of me. He turned him in. So clearly, that wasn't that wasn't enough money. Ooh, ooh. Question. Yes. Um, we know that you were um, you were a famed taxi driver up in the capital district of Albany. Sure, we'll go with that. Back in the early aughts. Okay. Um, what was? How much would it cost for a fare? Um, if a man got into a car with a, uh, a heavy piece of luggage, well, she was a Ukrainian model. So I'm assuming, it you know, it only weighed, you know, um, a, a model's weight. We know that they're all cocaine starved. Um, but how much would it would it cost for you to drive that car um, into uh, 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 Cohoes, uh, uh, New York, uh, off the highway uh, route 11? I don't know. I'm making that up. Um, um, such that the person could just throw the luggage out of the trunk and say, "All right, let's drive away," and you would keep your mouth shut.
0: And this is well, this was the '90s, so I mean, forty-four bucks back in the '90s might have done it.
1: You know, you, there was there was a there there were a lot of uh, of motels on Washington Avenue that you could have rented a room and taken taken your lady of the evening to um, for some so for some some l- Ron loving.
0: <laughs> well, Brian, um, I think we, we're gonna we're gonna maybe wrap this episode up, let you get a little water in you. Doing uh, so maybe, well. Maybe maybe a, a power bar, um, and uh, get ready for after dark, which as we said is exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. Just go to yes. Ron and Brian Podcast.com. Uh thanks to all of you who joined in on Tuesday night. We will be back in just five Appreciate days. It. Uh back at our normal time on Sunday nights. Uh, yep. Eight o'clock. Um, just uh, that'll be uh, just one weekend closer mm-hmm. to Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer.
1: <sighs>
0: I know you're excited about that, Brian.
1: I'm excited right now about it. It's it's my favorite time of the year. <sighs> you just like the sound. I love that sound. That sound. I I can't help it. I and I've said it every year that we've done it. Um, we're going, I think this is our seventeenth year podcast believe summer, is that whenever I hear that audio, I think of you naked on all fours, making that noise while Mrs. It stop It
0: was a little quicker that time. Uh, actually, uh the first uh, hot podcaster summer uh, was two thousand and nine. Get your facts straight.
1: Now was that the year before or after Richard Reed?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, So, Brian, uh, anything else? I'm frightened to ask. Anything else before we wrap up this episode?
1: No, I um, uh, listen. We've done a lot of stories about what's wrong in the world. And I think one of the things about this show reminds me of what's right about this world. I look forward to every week doing this show where I I get to talk to you for an hour. Um, uh, Joined by the friends of the show, uh, uh, William Esquire, Janelle, Jojo, um, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, I hope you join us over for After Dark. You're missing out if you are not um, uh, a Patreon. Uh, Some great stuff, great content, um, all behind the paywall. uh, Helps us pay for some of the expenses that Ron and I occur um, on a regular basis, Um, excluding uh, Matt's rehab. You know, Ron, you and I have been very generous We've it's been not a very generous over the years in paying for Matt's rehab. We've not used, you know, we've joked about it. We've talked, you know, we've kind of um, talked about people. Allie, I didn't Matt, even Matt know you walked, were there. Matt
0: just walked out again. He's up. He's Hold on a second, Allie.
1: You no, are I mean, a friend of the show. Allie this, was this is the was first time quiet, you commented. I didn't even know she was the there. Am I not correct that's her first comment? I, I haven't seen one from her previously. I, Allie, thank you for joining us. We are, uh, uh, we, you absolutely are a friend of the show. I hope you join us. Raptor Dark. I thought you were you would skip the episode this week. Um hold on. I'm only I'm the only like on this video, so not friend level, I guess. Allie, don't take it that way. You are absolutely a friend of the show. Um, well, there are other friends of the show that I would I'm not gonna name. Um Matt's a friend of the show, but he's not, you know, I'm not gonna name him. Um, but I uh ooh, I really walked myself into a corner here. Ron, take us out.
0: All right, well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Patreon subscribers, we'll see you at the bottom of the hour. Everybody else, we will see you on Sunday night. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.